0: You're listening to highlights from One Planet Podcast's interview with Paula Pino, Director of the European Commission's Directorate for Just Transition, Consumers, Energy Efficiency and Innovation in the DG for Energy. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. Welcome, Director Pinho, to One Planet and Future Cities podcast.
1: Thank you. Good afternoon. Pleasure to be with you. I started working on energy now for almost 12 years. I worked in different areas. Also, for instance, on trade. I was responsible back then at the cabinet already for energy security at a crucial time, in all the way heading to 2014, where we were again faced with a threat that gas supplies would be disrupted from Russia over Ukraine, where we would have been just the victims of side effect of back then already some confrontation between Ukraine and Russia. And today it feels like take two of this episode, except that back then it was really limited to energy. And today it became what it is, which is really a human tragedy, much, much, much beyond energy. But in 2013, in 2014, I was involved in the negotiations to reach a trilateral agreement between Russia, Ukraine and the EU, so as to ensure supplies of gas through Ukraine because as you know, uh, the biggest supplier of gas of the EU uh, and also of oil is Ukraine. And we were Keen on having these two countries, the the supplier and also Ukraine as a transit country, to working together, and worried about energy security of the EU, but also worried about energy security of Ukraine, and that was of course also after um, after the financial crisis which hit us all, where I was also already working with the, with the cabinets, and where you see the challenge of finding solutions. Beyond borders, beyond national borders, because these were challenges be it the financial crisis, be it now with COVID, be it back then also the energy security threat. These are all challenges that we've been facing in the EU, but some of them also globally, which can really not have a proper response only at national level, and where it is of crucial importance that we put our uh, forces together, and that we find common solutions. We realize that the Green Deal and what we uh, are aiming at is not just about decarbonization. And this is really one of the big challenges that our society is facing today is climate change. And the Green Deal is about tackling that societal challenge, which is climate change. But it is more than that. For the EU, it is also about energy security and about diversification, and if it is was not clear to everyone, I think today and within one week, we've seen even those who may have been, let's say, more reserved about some of the ambition of the Green Deal, now realize that it's absolutely urgent to diversify even more than we had done over the past years, and to radically reduce our dependence on fossil fuels. And of course, within that dependence to reduce our dependence on our main supplier, we really need to bring that dependence down and replace it by renewables, uh, energy, make the most of energy efficiency, make the most of sustainability and circularity. So the Green Deal is, in my view, further boosted, with this horrible tragedy, uh, which reminds us of many, many values that uh, we pursue, but which we are not always aware of, as said, peace, democracy, but also now the need for a sustainable economy and a decarbonized energy system.
0: Yes. And, you know, we're living in the century of the city and we're living in a decade of, as you say, uh, transformation. Uh, Cities are the main drivers of creativity and innovation, but also consume 75% of the world's natural resources and 70% of global carbon dioxide emissions come from cities. So what do you think the cities of the future are going to look like in terms of energy, as well as transport, resource and waste management, food pollution? Thank you. This is a very important question, you know, because cities are really the
1: living labs of everything that we're doing in terms of energy policy right it's extremely important that whatever we are putting forward in terms of policy in terms of legislation if it is not embraced by the citizens in cities in the local level the best policies will not serve any purpose if they're not really taken up by the citizens. And so we've been working a lot, hand in hand with cities. You may have heard of uh, the Covenant of Mayors, which brings together cities initially across the EU, but thanks to its big success, today is bringing together cities across the world, the Global Covenant of Mayors. And it is really exciting to see how many cities through their mayors, through their local populations are adhering to the decarbonization goals. And you see how despite the differences, right? Because we're talking about cities across the whole world and despite the differences, A shared objective of decarbonization, decarbonizing the public transport, uh, decarbonizing the way uh, we go about uh, the building's efficiency, the way we consume energy, but also the way we produce energy with solar panels, for instance, being rolled out uh, with uh, uh, the support of the policy, sometimes with the support of the funding. So really crucial to work with the cities to see how it plays out, everything that is being proposed. How does it play out in the various uh, cities? We also have what is uh, we call the cities' mission, which again builds on the initiatives of cities in view of decarbonization. And sometimes it's really interesting to see how individual cities are more ambitious than their national governments and are really pushing... Uh, Ahead and I giving the example and for us, this is absolutely crucial because these cities are showing it is possible to implement these policies, these targets on renewables, on energy efficiency, on climate. And they're showing that it is possible to implement. They're showing the difference. They're showing the difference in terms of air quality, in terms of living quality of their citizens. So it's an impressive partnership and one that I really would not like to give up.
0: So what are some of those programs or engagements that we can all get involved in, to just help understand? You're raising really a very important aspect, which is um, how do we communicate with the
1: citizens about the policies? How do we raise awareness? And of course, a lot is through education, eh? early at school. Personally, I think we're still far from an ideal uh, school program. We should introduce new disciplines in terms of sustainability, from early on. I mean, I'm always impressed, I have to say, nonetheless, by the awareness that young people and even uh, the children, I speak for my own children who uh, are sometimes more conscious and environmentally friendly than their parents and draw our attention to how to go about uh, energy consumption efficiently and not to buy fruits and plastics. So I think, of course, today there's much more awareness than there was in my generation, in the generation of my parents. But yet, I think we could do much more from much earlier on in a structured manner to raise awareness, bring it in in the school programs, how important it is uh, to really also care for, for the planet and how it can be done for by Every single one of us in the way uh, we consume, uh, not just energy, but in the way we do our choices of what we buy in the supermarket or in the little uh, grocery shops
0: and how to go about it. There's much more that can be done. There's many sustainable development goals. Which are the most important for you and which do you feel we are coming closest to achieving? Mm. I think there's still a lot to be done, I think, on all of
1: the Sustainable Development Goals. Of course, I'm suspicious if I say that the one on affordable and clean energy is a key uh, one. But to be honest, I think quality education, and it brings us back to to the issue I mentioned earlier, quality education is really the basis, I would call it, really the foundation for practically all the other sustainable development goals. If you ensure quality education, um, all the rest will be easier, uh, all the other uh, goals. And then, of course, against the background of one sustainable development goal that we have unfortunately overseen, uh, because we have taken it for granted over the past decades, which is really peace and justice. In Europe, we've been spoiled in a way with uh, taking apart the situation in Yugoslavia, but otherwise for 16 years we've been spared. Uh, This is in a way unprecedented in the history. Uh, It's now two generations, um, my generation, the generation of my children who have been living without seeing a war in, in Europe. And I think we've all taken that for granted. And now, for a, a week now, and since uh, the invasion of Ukraine, we are being reminded that this is not to be taken for granted and that we need to continue to nurture peace, to nurture the democratic values actively, that it's not there and accomplished and we can just take it for granted.
0: It needs to be nurtured by all on a daily basis. As you think about the future and education and this energy crisis and the climate change, what teachers or life lessons have been important to you? And what would you like young people to know, preserve, and remember? And starting with what we've been
1: seeing recently. First, don't sit comfortably on values that we consider are taken for granted. Go out and speak out for them and nurture them actively. Nurture the values of peace, of the values of democracy, of mutual understanding, of tolerance, uh, of sustainability. Speak out, speak out. You have means that even my generation, and I don't consider myself that old, (laughs) uh, did not have. Uh, you have means, the social media, it's incredible how it can be mobilized so easily. So make the best uh, of the means that you have at your reach to speak out, to engage, to discuss, to debate. The other side of the social media is sometimes discussions are limited to a tweet of uh, very few uh, letters, right? And it is it is important to have... Um, Debates of ideas, not just small uh, tweets. So it's important to uh, promote debates, discussions, exchange of ideas, to travel if you can, if you can afford, to make use of the, in Europe, the Erasmus uh, programme, which really transformed the, the EU society, is by getting to know different people, different cultures, that you will become more tolerant that you will be more understanding of the difference, that you will understand that despite the differences, there are more things which unite us than those which make us different. So make use of all these possibilities which exist today to really go out, exchange ideas here, and engage. Share a memory of the beauty and wonder of the natural world. I've been very, very privileged to be born and raised next to the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean. And for me, it was always, as far as I can remember, my real source of energy. It's looking at uh, the ocean, looking at the energy which comes from the ocean, which can be, you know, if you look at the the, the sea in general and at, at, at an ocean, sometimes it's very calm, sometimes it's very wild. And it so much reflects our possible states of mind and spirit you know and it inspires me to see that you can be calm there are times for tranquility there are times for action where you need to engage and you need to bring everything uh, with you and overcome all the difficulties and when i see the strong waves that's what it makes me think of that i can face obstacles but there's also then a moment where i can relax there are no waves and i can just enjoy the calm, the serenity, the the beauty. So for me, the sea is a big, big reference in, in nature and the sun, of course.
0: Thank you, Paula Pino, for helping lead the way to a green and fair future, creating solutions so that everyone has a role to play in meeting our goal of net zero. We all live on one planet we call home. Thank you for adding your voice to One Planet and Future Cities podcast. Thank you very much. We hope you've enjoyed this program and listening to the highlights of this podcast. If you'd like to get involved in One Planet podcast or learn more about environmental projects, click on the subscribe button. Thank you for listening.